Sabonis brought it to him. Welcome back to the All Pacers Pod, a podcast for Pacer fans, by Pacer fans. I'm your host, Jack, and as always, I'm joined by Sal. Sal, how's it going, man? It's going great. It's going great. Well, we got a fun episode today. We're going to be talking a lot about Tyrese Halliburton with what he's been accomplishing this season in his fourth year, how that stacks up historically with other players, and we'll be going over some recent news, recent games, in-season tournament stuff, um, and yeah, we just got, we got a lot planned out. Sal, there's a game going on right now. I know that's going to change. There is a game going on right now. Yeah, going to change some things as far as like these stats go, but as of right now, it's Wednesday, November 22nd. Um, before the Toronto Raptors Pacers game wraps up. So we're just going to base all of these stats off of this. But at this moment, I mean, it's the fourth quarter. Tyrese Halliburton already has, last time I checked, 22 points, 15 assists. So he's looking good. And uh, you, Sal, you had told me before that only a few times this year has a player had 20-plus points and 15-plus assists in a game, right? Or was it? Yeah, so I'll uh, I'll grab that stat for you right here. So uh, StatMuse posted this statistic nine minutes ago. Um, so it was games with 20-plus points and 15-plus assists this season. Uh, Tyrese Halberton has four, and everyone else in the NBA combined has two. Um, and also a follow-up stat is uh, that Tyrese Halberton only has two games under double-digit assists and eight games with 13 or more. Yeah, unbelievable. We've never experienced anything like this as Pacer fans. I guess we got a glimpse no, of it haven't. last year. Yeah, we got a glimpse last year with Halliburton. But this, this year's next level. It's next level this year. Uh, yeah. It's a big step up. The leap is crazy. I wouldn't be surprised if he's like front runner for most improved player right now. Um, all-star starter, all-NBA, second, first team. Yeah, we're it's looking possible. at it's possible. We're dreaming big this season. We're in first team all NBA range, which I'd has, say we are. It's never happened. We've never had a first team all NBA guy in Indiana. Nope. I think the all star starter is set in stone since it is in Indiana. If you I recall, think so too. I think so too. Yeah, Kimball Walker. First time in what, like sixty years? It's first time in sixty years, something, something like that. But yeah, Kimball Walker when he was in Charlotte got the all star start. I mean, probably deserved it, but. You, Laurie Markkinen got it uh, last year. Laurie Markkinen got it last in year. Utah. Yeah, yeah. The host team, oftentimes their guy starts. But Halliburton also deserves it, too, at this pace. So we're going to talk about that. But since we're already talking about that fourth-year leap that he's taking right now, I wanted to go historically and talk about what he's accomplishing right now. I have a ton of stats here. Sal, I know you have some stuff from this year alone um, as far as advanced stats go. But I want to talk historically with just like the basic stuff. So 16 times a point guard has averaged at least 12 assists per game in a season. John Stockton did it eight times, you know, all-time leader in assists. Uh, Magic Johnson did it six times. Isaiah Thomas did it once. Kevin Johnson did it once. And out of that list, Magic is the only player to score over 22 points per game while also having 12-plus assists per game. He did that at 86-87. He had 23.9 points, 12.2 assists that year. And then in 88-89, he averaged 22.5 points and 12.8 assists. Unbelievable seasons. Magic Johnson, probably the greatest point guard of all time. Probably. 
currently Halliburton is setting the bar at a new high, and I know we're just 13, 14 games into the season, but currently he's averaging 24.7 points and 12 assists per game. That's going to go up. Both of those, I think, are going to go up after this game tonight. At least the assists will. Yeah, the assists will. And he's doing that in his fourth year. Magic did those, I believe, in his seventh and ninth years. So we're, we're already getting to see... I mean, and it is a different NBA, and this Pacers team scoring 150-plus. Uh, Best offense in the league and, like, top three worst defense in the league. Yes. It's but, all we are is buckets and nothing else. Yeah, we, we let the other team score. But, you know, the offense is scoring a lot, but that has a ton to do with Halliburton running the show. So I wanted to talk about those stats, but then I also have a list of guys right here. So I went through all-time point guards during their fourth NBA seasons, just wanted to compare it to what Halliburton's doing this year. I have a list of 10 guys. If I'm missing any point guards, let me know. Um, I, I'm sure there's some Bob Cousy ap- apologists out there who are going to be mad that I'm not going to mention him in this, but I don't even know if he's a point guard. Just shooting I, I guard. Count him as a point guard. Well, I think. sorry. I, you know, I. It's kind of boring, though, so we can totally disregard him. Hey, sometimes point guards are boring. Yeah. I would say <laughs> I would say this list is all exciting, guys. So let's just start with Steph Curry, his fourth season, and he came in older. He averaged 22.9 points, 6.9 assists, 4 rebounds, and he shot 45, 45, and 90. And this is, I wanted to include the shooting uh, splits because Halliburton is averaging, I believe at this moment, 50, 40, 90. Let me get the exact stats. So he has, he's shooting 52 from the field, 46 from three, and 93 from the free throw. So he's averaging... I mean, he's almost starting a new club if he can shoot 45-plus from three. That's a 50-45-90 club. I mean, this is an unbelievable season that we're seeing. And like I said, it's, we're still early, but as Pacer fans, we've got to be excited about this. So I wanted to include the shooting splits in this. We're just going to say he's doing 50-40-90 at the moment. So Magic Johnson averaged six during his fourth season 16.8 points 10.5 assists 8.6 rebounds and shot 55 0 and 80 shooting splits he did attempt some threes that year and missed them all steve nash his fourth year this is a little different it took him a long time to kind of become who he was but he did 8.6 points 4.9 assists 2.2 rebounds 48 from the field 40 from three 88 from free throw and one of steve nash's greatest things about his career was his efficiency so those numbers went up as he continued in the league but fourth I have Chris Paul who averaged less than Tyrese Halliburton this year in points so 22.8 11 assists less than 12 5.5 rebounds he shot 50 36 and 87 if you remember Chris Paul during those early years in New Orleans he was unbelievable when uh, you know, he ended up going to the Clippers. He was supposed to go to the Lakers before that. It got vetoed yeah. by the league. Yeah, crazy. But yeah, his New Orleans years were unbelievable. I mean, he's always been a I, great point guard. Yeah, I saw a stat last year. I can't be quoted on this stat because it was last year. But um, it was something like uh, Tyrese is on pace. Uh, they compared like the years of Chris Paul, like I guess Chris Paul's third year and Tyrese's third year, and they were like eerily similar. So it's yeah. like essentially was saying that Tyrese is like a six five better Chris Paul 
or that's what he's on the track on track to be, which I mean is a solid comparison. Um, a six five Chris Paul is like that's some crazy thing to think about. Yeah, totally. I mean that that New Orleans team was kind of plodding slower. They had uh, Indiana legend David West as his wingman on that team, which was fun. Uh, let's go to fifth, Isaiah Thomas. His fourth year was 21.2 points. He averaged 13.9 assists per game. It's good trivia right there if you uh, want to remember one of the greatest seasons in NBA history. Isaiah Thomas averaged nearly 14 assists per game, but he had 4.5 rebounds, and then he shot 46, 26, and 81. So not great shooting splits, but amazing points and assist numbers for a fourth-year guy. Uh, who's your legend? If you're an Indiana fan out there, shout out. John Stockton, I have it sixth, 14.7 points, 13.8 assists, so 0.1 less than Isaiah Thomas, 2.9 rebounds, 57, 36, 84. Jason Kidd, 11.6, 9.1 assists, 6.2 rebounds, 42, 31, 80. Oscar Robertson, this one's wild, but it was a different time as the 70s, so 31.4 points, 11 assists, 9.9 rebounds. I didn't round up on that one, so 9.9. And then he shot 48, they didn't shoot threes back then, and 85 from free throw. Your boy Russell Westbrook, Sal, 23.6. Mm-hmm. I, I hope this isn't a boring segment. I just I have a point to all this, obviously. So Russell Westbrook, 23.6 points, 5.5 assists, 4.6 rebounds, 46, 32, and 82 splits. Pretty efficient in Russell Westbrook standards right there for shooting. And then finally, I have Pete Maravich at 10, who averaged 27.7 points. 5.2 assists, 4.9 rebounds, 46 from the field, didn't shoot threes back then, and 83 from free throw. So all that to say, if you're looking in a vacuum at these guys in their fourth year, or based on their fourth year stats, you'd look at Halliburton's stats and say, that's probably the best point guard in this group. But, I mean, definitely top three. Yeah, all these all these stats are seem to be making him play well as I'm watching the game here. He just made a three uh, all the way out from Fort Wayne. He shot that thing and <laughs> went straight in, went straight in. Um, also, like I was looking at stats the other day to just think about like where does this season of Halliburton rank in like best individual seasons for a Pacers player. And, like, I was looking at, like, Paul George. He had a great season statistically for us with, and, of course, taking into account the playoff success. That year in 2013, he went to the Eastern Conference Finals with Braun. Um, That was, like, up there for, I'd say that was top two um, or top three. Um, and then like, I was looking at Reggie Miller's stats, like expecting a little more. I know like it's, it's a little deflated since the new NBA, of course. Um, but like putting Tyrese's numbers right now beside any Pacer season is like, obviously going to look the best, but like, it's hard to compare the eras yeah. Especially when the Pacers are averaging like 130 points, 140 points a game. Yeah, I'm the only one I was thinking of was Jermaine O'Neal 0405. Oh yeah, and he had a yeah, Jermaine had a killer season yeah. too. All NBA was 24.3 points, 8.8 rebounds and two blocks. So, I mean, 
Yeah. I was on All-NBA year. That might have been, I think he was. Jermaine's a beast. Yeah, he might have been top five in MVP voting that year, too. I'm trying to think of the MVP voting years for the Pacers because we've never had an MVP. We've never had a first-team All-NBA guy. So if we can just find, like, that second-team All-NBA guy and look at those stats, that's probably the most comparable stats that we have access to for Tyrese Halliburton right now. And I would bet without looking at him that Tyrese Halliburton's stats are better than those. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, I mean, he's having an all-time year. You you have the advanced stats, he's right? He's going crazy right now, though. He is going crazy right now. Um, he just made a big layup. Twenty-nine um, and sixteen at the moment. Yeah, so yes, yeah, his twenty-nine and sixteen at the moment. Stats are going up. The averages are going up from twenty-four point seven and twelve to whatever this is going to be after this game. Yeah. So I'll just, uh, I guess, segue into this here. Um, so I guess we'll go. I have five advanced stats here. Um, and I'll, I'll get into those right now. So the first one I want to talk about or touch upon, um, would be the player impact rating. Um, so of course, who would you guess is first in player impact rating with a minimum of 25? Yeah, you got it. Jokic. You got it. Jokic. Who's your, who's your second guess? Player impact? Yeah. Uh... Man, what exactly is player impact? Do you know, like, the full scope of it that you can, like, briefly tell me in a minute? Do I know the full scope of it? I'd like, assume that it has to do with, like, you know, all the, the contributions winning. <laughs> to winning and, like, their efficiency tied in with, like, the negatives they do and their plus minus. Yeah, so it seems It's, like, all around though, stats combined, I'd say. Yeah, it seems that we have the same understanding of it. So I'm going to go ahead and say... Halliburton. At two. Yeah. It's uh, another point guard. This one's from Canada, though. Shea. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, We've got, after uh, Shea, we've got Embiid, LeBron, Giannis, Luka, and then Tyrese is at seven, if that's my accounting. Embiid, Giannis, Luka. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And LeBron, yeah. So winning winning has some stuff to do with it, but all around, these guys are bigger and okay that makes sense yeah they're all to like a lot um besides shea they're all heavier and like more um like physically, physically dominant imposing yeah. yeah um the next stat i have here is offensive rating um oh wait 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 R- real quick i just i do mm-hmm. want to say that was a that was an amazing group of players for him to even have his name in that category is a win. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, and then we got offensive rating where Tyrese is first, followed by Devin Booker. This is a minimum of 25 minutes played. In third spot and fourth spot, who do you think these people are? <laughs> I, I think you tipped it off to me a little bit before this podcast, but I'm just going to guess as if I didn't hear anything. I'm going to go, let's go Jokic and Shea. In in uh, offensive rating, yeah. Uh, at the three spot after Devin Booker, I have Bruce Brown, <laughs> Miles Turner, Sadiq Bay, Tyrese Maxey, Derek White, Tim Hardaway Jr., Kyrie Grant Williams. Okay, so in- interesting little uh, stat there. So is that like a valuable stat? Then is this telling offensive in any way? Offensive rating. I feel like it's just like. I wouldn't say it's super valuable compared to some other ones, but it definitely shows like or showcases 
the fastest scorers. That's what I'm getting from it, at least. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of bigs there. Yeah. Or, I mean, Miles, but... Um, but he's been efficient this year and scoring a lot. Yeah. Um, I wonder. Next up, I have assist percentage. So I guess, however, when he touches the ball, what are the chances he gets an assist? Um, where do you think Tyrese is on this one? Well, he's leading the league in assists. I would bet his usage is low compared to the league. So I'm going to have to say one. Yeah, so he's one. Okay. Um, followed by Devin Booker, Trey Young, Jokic, Luka, LaMelo, Chris Paul, Fred Van Vliet, Malcolm Brogdon, and Sabonis. Wow, unbelievable. Um, and like you said, he is outside of the top 75 in usage um, per 25 minutes played which um is quite interesting i guess it shows that he's used more as a facilitator than an offensive weapon but we do know he's also averaging almost 25 points a game so well i mean the team runs a lot of plays for other guys too separate oh from yeah him. oh yeah oh yeah that's how so, they kind of play a lot of team scoring ball yeah um, i mean imagine if his usage was 25th oh yeah Averaging 30 and and 15 would be crazy. Yeah, so outside of the top 75 is honestly so insane. Because yeah. we, we know he can score. He has that weird shot, uh, you know, but he I can still score with it. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's elegant. Um, and then I have assist ratio, um, which I'm not sure why it's different than assist to turnover ratio, but maybe this is assist to scoring ratio that's what i assume it is based on the first person that is there yeah um the first person is ben simmons okay so i think i think i can confidently say it's assist to scoring ratio yeah um then we have chris paul kyle lowry trey jones tyrese comes in at five mike conley fred van vliet tyus jones spencer dinwiddie jamal murray yeah so all the guys that get more assists than they do points i was gonna say this sounds like yeah i was gonna say this sounds like like true point guard stat, but then you said Spencer Dinwiddie, so yeah, no, but he's taking a back seat on scoring this year. So I, it doesn't even matter if you average a lot of assists to make that though. Yeah, it's more so how many assists you average compared to. Oh my God, Tyrese just made a crazy shot. Um, <laughs> uh, Pacers up one with thirty seconds. By the way, oh man. Um, and the last statistic I have, which we've touched upon, the Pacers are a run and gun team. Who is first in pace this season? It has to be a pacer. Yeah. It's in the and name. It's, it's got to be Tyrese. Tyrese. Yeah. And then we've got uh, Denny of Dia, Jay Crowder, Tyus Jones, Darren Fox, Kevin Knox, Trey Young. Kyle Kevin Kuzma. Knox is in the league? Yeah, he, got, he is actually back in the league. I think he's averaging more than Clay Thompson right now. Where's he at? Um, he signed with either the Blazers or the Pistons. I can't remember which one. Good for him, man. But I will check right now. So I took him off my list of guys that I believe in more than the average fan because I just felt like... Kevin Knox, Detroit Piston, he, on his debut, he had 18 and 3, then 12 wow. and 4, then 11 and 10, then 6 and 4. Okay. And then DNP. Okay, good for him. <laughs> yeah. Just to showcase yeah. a little bit. I'm a, I've Solid always been Kevin a fan Knox. of his. Always yeah. been a fan. Solid little Kevin Knox game. Yes. Um. So I don't know about the pace as a stat. It just seems like bad defensive teams have mm -hmm. the guys up there. But, you know, Pacers have a terrible defensive team. So it makes sense that they do. he's number one. He's probably the best player on that list. 
right? I, I don't think. I'd say, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the best player. Because what there. was it? Halliburton, Denny of Dia. It's like, it like Trey Young and De'Aaron Fox are the next like oh, notable yeah. names. Um, and that's like it for notable names in the top. I, I guess Dame, but he's like top 12. Um, yeah, but I'd say right now Tyrese is clearing Dame. Um, hey, so if we called the Kings and said, we will give you Halliburton, Buddy Heald, and I don't know, the equivalent to... Because what else did we get in that trade? Tristan Thompson? Tristan Thompson, baby. And, and let's say we give them... We say, we'll also give you Isaiah Jackson for yep. Demonis Sabonis and their 12th guy on their roster. How fast do the Kings hang up the phone? <laughs> uh, or funny. not the Kings, sorry. No, uh... If we offered that to the Kings, how fast do they say yes? Immediately. Right. They have to. But we better be getting Fly Guy uh, Jeremy Lamb back in the trade, though. <laughs> yeah, free agent. We, can, we have a spot. We can talk hey, about that if you I want. I should have put him in the post. I'd love to get uh, Jeremy Lamb back on the, uh, on the roster. Yeah, the Canadian killer. The Raptor killer. Yeah, he is the Raptor killer. Yeah. The, um, uh, well, I, I actually wrote that down as... Something we can talk about, but I didn't give you a heads up. Guys that we would love to yeah, fill that I'd, last spot. I'd be down to do, talk about that. I know you're prepared for it, but let's... I mean, do you have any other stats you want to talk about before we move on? I'd say that that's basically it for um, statistics. Yeah, I mean, just quick, just to wrap up all of that. The fact that he's leading in all of these categories, or at least amongst the greatest names in all of these categories, that you just mentioned and then points and assists to, like... He's among the best um, in the league. But for him to be outside of the top 75 in usage percentage and still one of the best players statistically in the league is just unbelievable. And it's a testament to how great he's been this year. So what I got to say is just enjoy it while we have him. And, I mean, hopefully we do get to keep him along for the long run because at this pace he's becoming not just an all-time pacer great, but an all-time NBA, NBA great. NBA great. I mean, yeah. for sure, an all-time NBA point guard. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, if my stats alone, comparing him to that great list of point guards in their fourth year, if that doesn't mean anything to you, then I don't, I don't know how to explain it to you. But at, like, at this moment in time, he's already ready to solidify his name in that list of greatest point guards to ever do it. So, super exciting time to be a Pacer fan. And we got the real deal on Tyrese Halliburton here. We do. On the Pacers. So, yeah. We I mean, do. even the fact that Miles Turner is looking like a legit offensive s- star. Ooh. I said it. Might hit, <laughs> hit the pause you there. Um, wait. Uh, Miles Turner, I'm not sure how he's doing tonight, but don't, don't go and look because it, I think <laughs> my stream's a little behind. Um, Pacers down three. Oh, no. 15, 15 seconds remaining. They have the ball. Yeah, I guess. Okay, I'm going to take back the star thing, but. Uh, he's looking like an offensive weapon. He's leveled up with Halliburton, so. He's, he's looking like a guy that I don't want to trade anymore. And that's, that's important to me. I, I'd, I'd keep him around. The contract's pretty friendly. Yeah. I mean, I guess if our defense is so bad that. You know what? Yeah, I would strike like that. another wing, though. I would like another wing. Yeah. Hey, editor, cut this from the podcast. Yeah. I'm the editor. I'm not going to cut it. So let's let's <laughs> move on to the next section. This is yeah, the news on. and rumors. So Daniel Tice out 
That's the biggest piece of news, I guess, since the last time we recorded. Yep. Daniel uh, Tice is uh, on the Clippers now. Um, second game in, he had 19 and 7 um, with an impactful presence on the glass and on offense. Hilarious. Um, in about 21 minutes. Uh, and I think they got the win, too. So, um, And that was Harden's best game. I think Harden had a game winner, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, Yeah, did you see Paul George try to pick him up? I mean, he did. But yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah that was the game where Daniel Tice had the 19-7. and seven. Yeah, Paul George gave it his all to pick up Harden. He did it. <laughs> but, man, I know he had a hard time getting out of bed the next morning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it did look like he was struggling anyway. Uh, yeah, Tice out. We still have that roster spot that's open. We haven't filled that spot yet. If you looked at the Mad Ant stats today, there's, you know, like Toshibwe had a great game, and part of me is like, should we just give him a guaranteed rest of the season contract right here? Because he's playing out of his mind there. But, I mean, I don't know. Like, maybe there's other options. So we, we made a post on All Pacers, or you did, about um, – I gave you some names, so I'm going to take a little bit of credit. But – we made a post about potential players to fill that roster spot. Sal, if you had to choose right now a guy to fill that roster spot, who would it be? Or can you maybe give me, like, three names? Yeah. I'll also just, like, give some context to the Oscar um, comment. So uh, in the G League today, um, as of Wednesday the 22nd, um, Oscar had 20 points and 28 rebounds. Um, I think he's had like four games in the G League that he's had over 25 rebounds, which is kind of insane. Um, Jairus Walker had 30 points. Um, but as a final guy I'd like to see on the roster, I wouldn't be mad if Oscar got a call up. He looks like he's playing like he deserves it. Um, although I don't think it's necessary because Isaiah Jackson's been having a great year so far. Yeah. Four, four blocks in 15 minutes in the win uh, the other day against the Hawks um, and that's a game that matters so he's playing in uh, important games um, so I wouldn't mind uh, not signing Oscar I think we need to get another at this point you're not going to sign anyone that's impactful in the rotation um, so I think you just want to get like a, a veteran presence um, someone who can help guys since you know, the Pacers rotation right now is never set in stone. Actually, Aaron Neesmith and uh, Buddy Heald just stepped into the starting lineup for Benedict and Obi the other day um, and played played well. Uh, Buddy Heald had almost 30. Um, but, yeah, it's like you can never be sure. And all these young dudes that are all about the same age are, I mean, honestly, like I could see where players might get a little frustrated with that. But, I mean, I think the culture is pretty good um over in indianapolis but um getting a veteran uh like hey i'd love to see james johnson back on the squad i'd say that's one of my number ones there that's your guy um i'd say that's probably my guy just like how big he was culturally for the team last year and like even when he got cut he was at the next game uh sitting courtside which is so cool um and like even George Hill, uh, I mean, I prefer James, but George Hill, Indiana legend, obviously. Um, you can always go the Lance Stevenson route. Uh, to- <laughs> totally an option. I- I'd also mess with that one too. Um, 
We also have a ex-Pacers legend, TJ Warren, still on the free agency market. Yeah. Um, quite an interesting one. Although, like, signing him, he's not really a veteran. He's not a big, outspoken guy. And if he's not really getting minutes, what is he doing? <laughs> um, not much. No. Um, uh, another vet, like, I guess I was going to say Justin Holiday, but he's already on a team. Um, yeah. I, I got I got a few guys really here. Options get TJ Leaf. Yeah, TJ, bring him back. I don't even know where he is, and I haven't lost any Hong sleep Kong. wandering. Really? I, th- I think so. Hey, quick shout out to Kyle Mangus, friend of the All Pacers Pod, plays for the Mad Ants right now. Had no idea. Oh, really? Yeah, Kyle oh, Mangus, cool. right there. He shot three for eight today, seven points. Hey, so maybe maybe pretty soon we'll get Adam to our. All-time NBA roster if he makes the league. I think the Pacers just lost, by the way. Oh, no. By two points. Yeah, by one on my screen. Oh, one? Yeah, I didn't get to watch the end of the game. Oh, yeah, it was a one point. That's so... I'm going uh, to hear that one today. Man, I chose the podcast over watching the end of this game. And I'm, I'm going to hear bummer. that one. Oh, um, yeah, that stinks. Yeah. Man, I would hate to be Canadian right now. Yeah, it would, it, it's, uh, you know, it has its ups and downs. Do you need to take a break from the podcast or can we keep going? <laughs> let's keep her going. Let's keep her okay, going. let's keep her going. I'll get the post out as we go and we'll keep talking. So the Pacers have advanced to the knockout stage of the in-season tournament following our win over Atlanta yesterday. So we'll, we'll kind of break those games down. We can talk about what that in-season tournament looks like. I, I don't. Uh, let's see, I don't have it pulled up in front of me. I should have, but yeah, so the in-season tournament, we won yesterday against the Hawks. It was a all-time most points scored in Pacers history. We had 157, and we will break that game down here in a second. But yeah, we advanced to the in-season tournament knockout stage after going 3-0 and in the group stage. So we get to move on there. I think it's quarterfinals. And I mean, with how this team has been playing in those games, clearly we're 3-0, so they want to win these games. I'm actually surprised at how much teams want to win. Halliburton had said that they've never gotten close to anything like this, and since they haven't won a championship before, then this team just wants this especially. So that's kind of like a cool wrinkle in this whole thing, especially also, based the, on the what expectations are, were. The bonuses are pretty good, too. I mean, yeah. like two, two-way players get bonuses, end-of-bench guys who don't make a lot of money get bonuses, staff uh, members get bonuses. And I mean, like, honestly, like, a lot of dudes are, like, guys that are getting paid a lot of money, like, sure, like, whatever the prize money isn't really relevant, but, like, hey, like, if if you're a good person, you're going to want to try and win to get your homies some money, you know? Yeah, it's a bad leadership move to not care about that when you know, like your lower level teammates, lower paid level teammates want to win this so bad. So yeah, like those yeah, 30 exactly. million plus guys, they, they better want to win some money for the rest of their team. But I mean, even getting the exposure in what's going to be an electric championship game, even getting that exposure is going to be huge for long-term success. If like a young team like the Pacers can get there. So excited about that. We'll, we'll talk more about that as the knockout stages happen. And should be a ton of fun, but let's move on to some of the recent game results. So we're going to go all the way back to November, what is this, November 12th against the 76ers. So let me pull this up. Sal, are you posting the... 
I am. I'm in Graphic. the midst. I'm in the midst. Love it. All right. Well, I will just talk about this game for a little bit then before I ask you your thoughts on this. But on November 12th, we lost to the 76ers, 126 to 137. Tough, tough loss for sure. But Halliburton came out of this one with 25 points, 17 assists. We lost this one in the fourth quarter, especially. We came back and had a huge third quarter. I remember straight out of half, like this team was ready to go. We had 39 points. Yeah, there you go. We had 39 points in the third quarter compared to the Sixers, 31. We had Buddy Heald off the bench, hit four threes. Miles Turner at 22 points, and believe it or not, five rebounds from a center. But the big story here <laughs> was Tyrese Maxey hit 50 points. I don't, did we talk about this on the last podcast? Is this sounding really familiar did to we? me? I, I think we, we did. I think we did. Yeah, we should have. Yes, I think we, that was we the last game we covered. Did. That was the yes. last game. And then it, everything from there on is new. Yeah, so actually, so just cut that from the podcast editor. Let's move on to the next game. This is Pacers Sixers on November 14th. This was an in-season tournament game. You probably, if you were watching, you could tell based on the courts. But Halliburton had 33 points, 15 assists. And this one, he shot 61 from the field, 58 from three. He hit 7 of 12 from three. 80% from the free throw line was plus 19 in this game. Unbelievable performance by him. Joel Embiid at 39. DeAnthony Melton out of nowhere had 30. And Maxi had 27. Obi Toppin at 27. Obi Toppin, at, I, I didn't even talk about the rest of the Pacers. Yeah, Obi Toppin had 27 in this one. Really made me a believer in Obi Toppin too because I've been kind of a doubter low key. He's just one of those guys where I'll be watching a game and say to myself like, I don't know, eight minutes into him playing, I'll say, wow, I didn't even know he's on the court. Yeah, he's just like kind of just get easy buckets and do not much else. Yeah. So I don't know if there's a stat for that, but for me, like if I don't know that a player's on the court, then I do keep track of that stuff. So Obi Toppin, 27 points in this game. Hard to miss him on the court this one. And yeah, Pacers came away with a huge win over the Sixers, and you could tell that this in-season tournament means something to these teams. Yeah, and then followed up with that in-season tournament win. We got absolutely destroyed by the Magic uh, <laughs> in the next game. Um, Pacers were down by, like, I don't know, I want to say, like, near 40 at one point. Yeah. Maybe I'm exaggerating, but it ended up being uh, 128 to 116, not in our favor. Jordan Nawara had his first real minute game, um, 19 points, five rebounds, two steals for him. Um, and Jairus Walker played some minutes too. Um, I think in his post game exit interview, Tyrese said that they had a rough night, I think like 11 times. Uh, I saw some like person like <laughs> clipped it all together and he said that they had a rough night, like eight, 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 11 times or something. Yeah. So, uh, they were all pretty disappointed with that one. Um, not much else to say about that. That was nope. just a horrible outing. Um, bad Tyrese performance. Yeah, we followed it up with a big win uh, right after to get our spirits back up where we scored. Oh, this is the game that uh, was another in-season tournament game. Uh, probably the biggest game of the year for us so far, uh, if not that Philly one. But 157 and 152 Pacers win. Um, Tyrese Halliburton, 37, 16, 5, 1 block and 3 steals. Insane numbers. Insane. Crazy stat line. Um, and his, uh, his best buddy, 
Buddy Buckets had 24 uh, with six three-point makes. And, in the starting lineup. And, and yeah, and uh, Buddy Heald uh, was the one who closed out the game because I don't think Tyree scored in the fourth quarter. So um, Buddy Heald was just really getting it done, draining every three he took. It feels like he couldn't miss. And another stat, Tyrese had 26 of those 37 yep. points just in the third quarter and seven threes in the third quarter as well. Which w- both were Pacer records. Yeah, yeah. And yes, yeah. in the fourth quarter, he had zero points, two assists, three turnovers, shot uh, zero from one from the field. <laughs> so it took yeah, one it, shot, and yeah. yeah, he just gave it his all. Well, in I third. mean, I was watching the game, and he was being picked up at like at like ninety four feet out. Right. Like the second he touched the ball, there was two people on him, and he'd have to like huck it up the court. Um, so he threw a couple pancake passes that got, uh, that made me like, really like look at him like, Whoa, I've never seen him turn the ball over like this before. Yeah. Um, but we ended up winning, getting a nice video of Quinn Buckner dancing after um, yes. eating his smothered chicken sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that comment. I, I got to shout out the person who, uh, said that comment real quick. Love it. Love it. Um, Rev Merkill, R E V M E R K I L. Shout out to you. Great comment. I pinned it. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You make one great comment like that and you get a shout out on the All Pacers pod. Wow. I yeah, hope I hope baby. Rev Merkel's listening. He, he better be. He better, he better be. be. Uh, Trey Young had a lot in this. Very efficient shooting too. Believe it or not, people shot efficiently against the Pacers. But Trey Young, 17 shots, hit 13 of them and had 38 points on 17 shots. Amazing. DeJounte Murray had 28 points. Bogdan Bogdanovich came off the bench, had 26. Is Boyan still in the league? He's somewhere, right? Is he in the Pistons? He's injured on the Pistons. Yeah, man. Love, love him. Would love to see him back. But unrelated to him, Bogdan Bogdanovich did have 26 points. And we got to see former Pacer great Wes Matthews in this one, too, a little bit. So, ton of fun. I know. I saw him cheering on the bench, and I was like, whoa, Wesley Matthews. <laughs> yeah, totally out of nowhere. One of my favorite players to watch in the league is Garrison Matthews. I call him Gary Bird. I think I just saw one game where he was unbelievable, and, you know, he's gotten to be added to my players I believe in more than the most, or the, more than anybody else list. So, shout out Gary, Gary Bird. He got zero minutes in this one. So, yeah, big win for the Pacers, 157-152. to 152. And then following this Raptors game tonight, which we aren't going to talk about, uh, we are now 8-6. and six. So let's go to the NBA standings now. This hasn't updated exactly. It still says the Pacers are 8-5. I think it takes a day to update these Google NBA rate, uh, rankings. But at the moment, the Pacers are tied with the Knicks and Cavaliers at 8-6. and six for this. We're tied with them for the sixth spot. So it's Celtics one, Bucks two, Sixers three. Those three kind of feel solidified. I, I don't, I don't envision anyone jumping into the top three spots. I don't envision the Celtics losing the one seed too. But we'll see. The Bucks have been playing really well recently. The Magic have been surprisingly playing really well too. I've been a big Magic hater, but you know you got to respect what they're doing there. So they're the four. We got Heat at five, and then Pacers, Knicks, Cavs tied at six, seven, eight. What? Were your expectations coming into the season, Sal? And based on where the Pacers are at, how are you feeling? I mean, I'm kind of concerned, not going to lie. I don't know how long we can hold up this offense. It's easier to hold up a defense than it is an offense, I'd say. Um, 
and because offense always fluctuates, you don't really get in defensive slumps. Yeah, but you can definitely get in offensive ones. Um, that being said, like um, the offense is crazy. It's great. It's super fun to watch. But the defense is just polar opposite. Um, so, yes, I think we can win regular season games. But when it comes down to it, I don't see us being super competitive only because of our defensive issues. Um, and I'm relying heavily on the trade deadline. And I hope uh, Kevin Pritchard is out there uh, making some calls and you know scouting out some potential defensive wings that we could maybe grab. Um, I'd say I've probably talked about getting a defensive wing for a super long time now. I've mentioned it over and over again. Uh, just getting another player who's hard and gritty. Um, it would be a perfect addition to this team. Um, and if not that, just adding another star uh, beside Tyrese. But I think that's a longer term project. I'm, I'm not necessarily saying we need to do that this season because the market for trading for a star, like, I don't know, Zach Levine doesn't really um, appeal to me too much on this roster. It's kind of like we already have that those that kind of player. Um, so yeah, I, I'd love to get like, Hey, like Macau bridges would be like a dream prospect, but I don't think yeah. that's ever going to happen. But, um, yeah. honestly, like just grabbing some more defensive role players and incorporating them into the lineups could make a huge difference. Um, yeah. Some like the Dorian yeah. Finney Smith level type. of Yeah. Player. Yeah. Like a Royce O'Neal, a Dorian Finney Smith, yeah. uh, Robert Covington. I mean, like those guys are a little older and past their primes, but um, they they can definitely still contribute to us. I, I'd say we'd want to kind of add another defensive wing into the starting lineup. Uh, I like Bruce Brown starting at the two with Tyrese or Buddy Heald starting at the two. But like, if we have to move one of those guys and we can get back uh, like a small forward who's lengthy and can play really good defense, like that's exactly what I'd want to see on this roster right now. Yeah. Maybe like a man. I'm just kind of spitballing, like but like a, like a Jaden McDaniels. Jade, yeah, that type, that level players. Like a Jaden McDaniels or an OG Ananobi. Yeah, which both of them are probably. I mean, Jaden McDaniels is definitely out of our price range because they're not getting rid of him. He's also like injured right now, but yeah, um, they're but they're even yeah, like he, if he, he was healthy, be, they're not. You couldn't him. buy him, no. Um, yeah, OG's OG, probably going for one or two first at least. Yeah. And I, honestly, like, that's a guy who's an unrestricted free agent this offseason. And I know for a fact the Pacers are going to offer him a historic bag. <laughs> Bruce Brown is not going to be here next season because they're going to get OG. And I'm kind of manifesting that right now because I think it's probably going to happen. But, yeah. Uh, Making up for the TJ Leaf pick. Hey, they're setting up themselves to offer someone a big bag this offseason. Yeah. Um, hey, I real quick, I just want to – I can't even believe we didn't mention this. I just want to shout out Goga Batadze. Oh, yeah, he had like five blocks the other day. Yeah. Uh, totally – I just had a conversation with someone about him yesterday. He's looking and, pretty solid. Yeah, you, you got to love to see it. He got the start against us, and I knew he was in the league, but it's always surprising to see him playing. Yeah. So, yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. I guess he was in Orlando last year. but He was, he was. Yeah, to see uh, him yeah. get the start is hilarious. I'm all for it. Damn, Goga and the Magic beat the Nuggets today, and Goga had 6-12-2 in a block in 30 minutes. Um, and, yeah, just the game before that, he had 5-7-6-2 in five blocks. 
and against us he had eight, eight, two, and four blocks. Hey, I do just want to say, like, I, I know we didn't even talk about him either, but Jonathan Isaac is, I know people don't love him in the locker room because he's, like, a preachy guy. I think that would go over well in Indiana, or wouldn't go over poorly in Indiana, I guess I should say. Yeah. But his defensive instincts, I really think would be a, a, like Oh, a they're great. They're great. But, like, the issue is, is, like, he can't really play over 20 minutes a game right now. Yeah. As it seems, and, like, the injury is a little concerning. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I don't really know how his demeanor fits into the culture we have in the locker room yeah. right now um and that's definitely something to think about but um yeah yeah i mean no, if that, you're, that's a player if you're, that's an archetype that we need so that's the yeah that is the exact archetype that we need so like the jonathan isaac pascal siakam to a different i mean he's a different player but that build i just yeah you know we we like obi toppin enough but we just I really think we need that defensive guy that can guard multiple positions there. I'm not sold on Obi Toppin yet, so I prefer him as a bench piece. Yeah. Um personally. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Um I have here that we can go over our power rankings, but we don't have a lot of time left, so I might just cut the podcast short. I think it's pretty similar to what it was last time anyways. I think Buddy Heel probably moves up a spot or two for me at least, yeah. and that's all I'd change. Well, on my list, I have Miles bumping up ahead of Benedict Matherin. Okay, yeah, me too. I'd do the so, same thing. Believe it or not. I think you did have Miles at two last week. I can't remember. You, I'm sure you yeah. have your list, but yeah, the uh, we'll, we'll save that for another day. Maybe this will be like a once-a-month thing. Um, yeah, yeah. I feel like it fluctuating weekly would be, or bi-weekly is a little too late because I don't know. We've only had like four games since, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah. I guess we'll we'll cut it short here. But man, you got any big plans this week? No. Um, you don't. You don't celebrate Thanksgiving up there. You don't much. celebrate the American not, holiday. Not much. Actually, it's my mom's birthday in a couple of days. So oh, right that, on. That's always exciting. Hey, well, wish her happy birthday for me. I will. Hey, and if you're listening right now, happy Thanksgiving. If you're outside of the United States of America, man, try Thanksgiving out. It's, it's a ton of fun. Hey, I don't know why you celebrate it. You're forgetting my Canadian Thanksgiving. I think oh. it did, did it not already, not already happen? Yeah, it happened on, in October. Hey, to all of our Canadian supporters <laughs> out there, happy Canadian Thanksgiving. October b- b- belated. 9th. It was October 9th. Oh, yeah. Happy belated Canadian <laughs> Thanksgiving. Wait, so your Thanksgiving's this weekend? It's tomorrow. Oh, okay. We do Thursday Thanksgivings. It's Interesting. Like a, it's a breakup on the work week. People work till like noon on Wednesdays, and then they get Thursday and Friday off. Yeah. Interesting. And then, you know, people like me, like I'm working tomorrow, but it's because, you know, I make my own hours. Yeah. But hey, let's hey, go. Hey, man. So shout out. I uh, hope everyone is well fed out there. Next week, if I, I don't know when we're planning on doing this podcast, but um, depending on the day, I may have two toddlers in my life my my youngest is gonna be one so shout out shout out to the brown family and shout out yeah crazy so hopefully we get to do this podcast next week but um yeah um, i'm counting on it but man hey always a pleasure talking to you sal go pacers so uh hope you know the toronto heat isn't too bad with them beating the pacers yeah 
Yeah. I hope it's not too bad for you tomorrow, man. I, I know it's I know it's tough up there in Canada. It is, it is. But it's it's great to be back, loving loving the podcast. Um, and yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Sabonis brought it to him.